Happy Sunday, everybody, and welcome to the January 22nd edition of Elon's Matchup Maximizer Podcast, the podcast where I try to help you, the listener, be successful in your head-to-head leagues by maximizing the number of games played you're going to get from good players, of course. So we're going to look at schedules, and then we're going to look at the players on the teams with those good schedules. I'm going to do things a little bit differently this week. I'm going to start with looking at next week, and then I'm going to end the show with the Sunday Savior for today, January 22nd, since I figured maybe more people are listening for that. And I, I originally I was thinking kind of like a WWE, like, you know, there's the opening card and then the main event at the end, but I figured let's just start with with the goods here and then we'll end by looking at those Sunday games. So let's just dive right into it and look at the schedule for week 16 on Yahoo. Before actually I do, let's mention this is a normal week coming up. After that, it's the All-Star break matchup. It's going to, on Yahoo at least, it's going to cover two weeks. So you know, something to keep in mind, you know, sometimes you're playing your matchup and then you realize you're probably going to win, you're probably going to lose, you're already looking ahead to the following week. And, you know, in the Cupful, for example, the Keeping Carlson Ultra Patriot Fantasy League. We have four ads per matchup. And if it's a two-week matchup, you still only have those four ads. You're gonna have to be very careful for that next week. But anyways, we'll talk more about that on next week's show. In the meantime, we're looking at week 16. I can tell you for myself, I need a win this week. Okay, my cupful team is uh struggling, but I still have a chance to turn things around starting next week. I just got trounced by the number one team managed by Mark. So I need this just as much as you. So I'm I'm excited to look through the schedule and try to find some gems that can help us all be successful. Okay. So Looking at the schedule, it's actually like not that bad in terms of like there's no days that are crazy busy days like this past Thursday or Saturday where like the busiest days are Tuesday and Saturday with 11 games played each, which I feel like is kind of like on the cusp. I think there's going to be some listeners with openings on Tuesday and or Saturday and there's going to be some listeners with no openings and of course they might have openings on defense but not forward but yeah those days are like a lot of people would say those let's call them officially busy days I don't, I don't care what they're called officially right you got to check your team and decide so it makes it kind of tricky when I'm trying to recommend teams for you it's really going to come down to whether you have spots for the players in those teams on Tuesday or Saturday you should have openings on all the other days including Thursday which is pretty light 18 total teams playing so over half the league but not by too much uh, so yeah obviously Anything I say when I'm recommending a team or a player, as always, make sure before you add that player, because I say they have a good schedule, check and see how many games you'll get from that player by you set your lineup for every single day of the week, and then you just go through each day taking a look and seeing on which days do you have openings at which positions. It's very easy, okay? So if you do happen to have an opening on both Tuesday and Saturday and all the other days, then you're going to be into, I guess, any team playing four times, right? And there's a, a few of them, a handful, Boston, Buffalo, Columbus, Florida, the Islanders, and Toronto. And for me, my tiebreaker when I'm looking at multiple teams playing four times, I'd love to go with the team where their games happen earlier in the week so that then you can drop the player, let's say after Saturday, and then you could stream someone new in on Sunday. So if we're just looking at the teams that don't play Sunday of that group, then we're looking at Buffalo, Columbus, Florida, and the Islanders. So again, if you have openings on both Tuesday and Saturday, and I guess all the days, then those are the four teams that I would be targeting for your streamers. And then you'll then drop that player to get someone on Sunday. So again, Buffalo, Columbus, Florida, and the Islanders. Once again, I'll uh, you know give you more tips of specific players a little bit later. Honorable mention, by the way, to New Jersey, who only has three games, but they all end by Friday. 
So if you have an opening on Tuesday, you can get Tuesday, Thursday, Friday from New Jersey, and then you can swap for someone else to get those weekend games. Depending on your ads, it's kind of the same as taking one of those teams with four games. Of course, if you don't have openings on Tuesday or Saturday, then you care about who has the most light days. And so if I look at all counting a light day as any day next week that's not Tuesday or Saturday, Toronto then has the clear best schedule. They play four light day games on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. And then there are a bunch of teams with three light days. And some of them, I would say, maybe are even better than Toronto. Because, again, Toronto's last light day game is Sunday. So some of these teams, for example, will have three light days, not including Sundays. Then you'll be able to drop someone for Sunday. I hope I'm not losing anyone here with this strategy. But the teams with three light days are Calgary, Carolina, Columbus, Dallas, the Islanders, and the Rangers. And so, again, my tiebreaker is going to go to the teams where the games are earlier. There's a few teams here that play three light day games all before the weekend. That's Calgary. Columbus, Dallas, the Islanders, and the Rangers. So if you add a player from any of those teams, you can get three games and then drop for the weekend figure out. Maybe on Saturday, you have room only for a goalie or only for a defense, and then you could swap for someone else on Sunday. You do what's best for you. I'd say the best schedule of the week, if I have to say right now, taking all this into account, I'm going to say Calgary has the best schedule of the week because of those matchups. I would take a Calgary player over a Toronto player because, again, you can get three games from Calgary. They'll be done by Friday. You could drop for someone else. And these three games, Columbus, Chicago, and Seattle. So those are opponents that you might be able to score some goals against. So I could, And the Flames actually have a lot of good streamers, which we'll get to in just a sec. And I'd say Columbus not far behind. They play Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Seattle on Saturday. So these are all road games, but Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver have been letting in some goals on the other hand, we are talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets, so I don't want to guarantee that they're going to score a lot of goals, but there are some interesting players on those teams too. So, okay, with that in mind, let's look at some players, okay? And like I said, I like Calgary's schedule a lot because they have those three games against teams that they should be able to score goals against uh, and they're all done by Friday and they're all light day games. So if we look at who's going to be available for you to stream um, I guess on Yahoo the players that are like you know 27% and under I'm saying 27% because that's where Andrew Manchapani is. He's been pretty hot lately. He's like very streaky it seems. Sometimes he's like really great and rostered in like all leagues and then uh, quickly gets dropped because he goes pointless for a while but he's on another little bit of a, a run recently. He got a, an assist today against Tampa uh, before that nothing against Colorado but before that, he had a streak of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like six points in seven games. So he, he was doing well, uh, and he still is, I guess. If we look at the lines on Calgary, it's nothing like too exciting for Manjapani at first glance. Like he's playing on, I guess, line three with Coleman and Backland. But I say, I guess, line three because they had the most minutes in this game against Tampa Bay on Saturday. So it's not as if they're playing like third lines. I just consider, you know, the, the Elias Lindholm and Nazem Kadri centered lines as like line one and line two, just because those are the superstars. But yeah, Backlund, Coleman, and Majapani all playing a lot. They're also all, well, not Coleman, but Backlund and Manjapani are also both on the second power play, which gets a little bit of time. And yeah, so Andrew Manjapani and also Michael Backlund might be someone that you want to look at as a streamer, maybe even more than Manjapani, depending on your league settings. Backlund has been taking a ton of shots lately, and he's been producing. He's got four points in his last four games after his two assists today, uh, but he was even on a run before that. And if you look at that game log, you're seeing games of like three shots, six shots, four, five. Recently, two is like the lowest you see. Like that's 
shots. He only had two shots versus Tampa Bay, but two shots isn't even that bad. So maybe Mikhail Backlund, I would even stream ahead of Manjapani if I'm looking for a flame, if my league counts shots. But Manjapani does seem like the guy who has the higher offensive pedigree. Like, I guess. Like, you know, like, I just like people have told me that Manjapani is so good for so long. I've never really fully bought in. But yeah, both of these guys are hot. And then if you're looking at just like maximizing in terms of line matchups, I guess you got to look at Dylan Dubé, right? Because he's playing on the line with Lindholm and Toffoli. So he's playing with the star players there. He's only rostered in, I guess, by the way, Backland only in 14% of leagues. Dubé down at 5% of leagues. And yeah, Dubé hasn't been producing too much lately, but he did have a goal and assist today on Saturday versus Tampa Bay. Before that, he was pointless in three. Then he had a two goal game. So maybe it's like a boomer bust pick, but can't argue with those line mates. Uh, so yeah, those are some options on Calgary. And also another option to consider might be Dan Vladar. Uh, so Calgary plays Monday and then again on Thursday and Friday. And so if Vladar, he got the win versus Tampa, imagine he gets the win on Monday. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but he's been playing better than Markstrom lately. If he gets the Monday game versus Columbus, then he'll also get one of these back-to-back games versus, I guess, not Chicago, then Seattle. So you get two games by Friday from Dan Vladar. So obviously you have to wait for that Monday announcement, but Vladar's available in a lot of leagues and he may be someone you want to look at. So that's Calgary. Okay, I also said I like Columbus as a team in terms of their schedule and their matchups. And if we look at players available on Columbus, I'm going to throw a D pick at you here, uh, who I'm definitely going to be bringing up on the mega show tomorrow uh, with Brian, or I guess today, if you're listening to this on Sunday. Uh, So that's Nick Blankenberg. Okay, he's been really, really good lately. And he just pulled off two assists today in the game versus San Jose. Uh, He's also been great for peripherals. Like Blankenberg is just, and he's getting second power play time. Yeah, he had a goal versus Anaheim. Uh, preceding this game versus San Jose and five shots no shots today but he he shoots sometimes he even hits and blocks so I'm pretty into Nick Blankenberg if you need a streamer I'm gonna even though Adam Bokvist is on the top power play I think if I'm streaming in a Columbus guy in a multi-category league that's a defenseman I'm going with Nick Blankenberg over Adam Bokvist I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he even steals that top power play at some point in fact there was a goal today scored by Johnny Gaudreau assisted by Line and Blankenberg on Saturday Uh, so I don't know if maybe something happened where he just got on there for a little bit I think in terms of total time on ice for the power play Bokvist had more but definitely something to watch so he's a guy I would stream in especially if you need D maybe on Saturday which is a you know a busy day quote unquote quote uh you may not have any room for forwards but you may have room for d so in which case you could get four games out of nick blankenberg and then you have to decide if he's a hold or not but i guess brian and i will discuss him on the mega show and then we'll we'll let you know our thoughts on whether he's someone that you can hold long term but definitely i like him for his schedule next week and then also on columbus yeah there's some forwards that you may want to take a look at right because they've been shaking around their lines a little bit actually they changed the lines up in today's game jenner started the game i believe with line a and Gaudreau. But then to start the second period, they swapped it up and it was Roslovic centering line in Gaudreau and then Jenner playing with Johnson and Nyquist. So, you know, Roslovic, he, he keeps on kind of showing up as someone that Jack Roslovic. Yeah, he's like, you know, only 5% rostered. He goes hot and cold, but right now he's hot, hot, hot. He's on a five-game point streak, believe it or not. And he ended this game centering the two clear top players on the team in lining Gaudreau. And he had three shots today. He had six shots in the previous game versus Anaheim where he scored a goal. So Jack Roslovic, it's hard to ignore this guy at this point. I guess you need to stream him in. I guess another guy that you can look at is Gustav Nyquist, only 3% rostered on Yahoo. So, like, these are available players on Columbus, right, for a team 
team with a great schedule. Nyquist, a goal and assist today versus San Jose. He also had uh, a couple other points in the previous four games. So I'm looking at four points in four games overall. He's also taken, I'm talking about Nyquist, three and four shots in each of the last four games alternating. He's normally not a big shooter, but lately he's been doing well. So actually, you know, to choose between Roslovic and Nyquist, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to just go Nyquist, even though, again, it might be a weird fit because based on deployment, you would think Roslovic, but he's just someone that I have more like concern about potentially getting bumped down the lineups. So, like for four games of hoping for good deployment in all of those games, I think I'd lean Nyquist, but I think both of them could be interesting options for you. And then, I mean, if you want to look at some other guys, like, so Jenner ended up playing with like, Kent Johnson. Like, you know, Kent Johnson has had some power play time. But I see he wasn't even on the top power play today. The top power play was, well, was Line A, Goudreau, Roslovic, and Jenner, and then Volkvist. So, okay, maybe you should go Roslovic. That is clearly a much better spot than Nyquist. So go Roslovic, but then, you know, keep watching the lines because things can change. Okay, so that's Columbus. I guess we do have to talk about Toronto. They do have those four off-day games. So the the team that you're going to guarantee get four games from if you add the player. The problem with Toronto, as we all know, is they're a very difficult team to stream from because they've got their two top lines, and then no one else ever really does anything. And the one guy who's not rostered, like there's five of them are rostered in almost all leagues, right? Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, and Michael Bunting. And so, yeah, I guess we could talk about Cali Yarncroc again as someone playing with Tavares and Marner. It's a, it's a great spot to be in. And Yarncroc is, uh, you know, he's, he got in a goal today in the game versus Montreal. Before that, he was pointless versus Winnipeg. Then he had an assist versus Florida in the previous game. Then he was pointless for round three. So it's not like a guarantee. He, he's, you know, clearly not the st- straw that stirs the drink on that line. But if you want a Toronto player, clearly it's Cali Yarncroc. And honestly, for a four-game week with all off days, yeah, I mean, you probably stream him in, right? Maybe you consider one of those Calgary guys if you think that they might be holds, but it's a really good spot. So I would, you can't argue with just making Cal Yarnkirk like your top pick of the week if you had to pick someone, right? And then on defense, I will mention that Mark Giordano is a little bit hot lately. Points in three straight games. I don't think it's sustainable, right? Like he's not getting a lot of power play time, but you can't argue with goals in two straight specifically against Winnipeg and Montreal. So if you have an open, but again, Toronto's playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So it's not as if like those are days where you like need D more than forward. You're going to have openings on all of those days at all positions. Uh, but again, there's no one else. I don't even know if there is anyone else I'd want in Toronto more than Giordano once we're looking past the top six of players who might be available to you. So yeah, that's it. Like Toronto's tricky, like I said. All right, I'm still going to look at a few more teams with good schedules and some players to recommend to you. We'll get to them in just a sec. You're listening to the Matchup Maximizer. All right, welcome back to the Matchup Maximizer, where we're looking through teams with good schedules next week and recommending some players that you maybe want to stream in. Uh, I mentioned there was a bunch of teams with four games, and then I like broke them down into the teams that have four games, but w- one of those games isn't on Sunday, so you can even drop and get four games potentially, and then another game on Sunday if you have openings on those four days, of course, outside of Toronto. So again, those are Buffalo, uh, Columbus, Florida, and the Islanders, as those teams that have four games and not a Sunday game. Uh, We've already talked about Columbus. Buffalo is a team that you may want to take a look at. There's a guy there that's not rostered in too, too many leagues and actually just streamed in in the couple. So maybe this is bad luck and you don't want to stream him in. But Victor Olofsson isn't in a great spot on the roster, but he keeps producing. He just scored twice today versus Anaheim. Uh, Before that, he scored against the Islanders. And before that, he scored against Chicago. So he scored goals in three straight games. You know what? He took a game off versus Florida. But before that, he had a goal versus Nashville 
Sutherland, and he had a goal versus Winnipeg. So he's been scoring goals almost every game. Uh, four shots today also. The matchups aren't as great. Like, like, you know, these teams that I just said, Anaheim, Islanders, Chicago, those are easier teams to score against than maybe Dallas and St. Louis. But that's who Buffalo starts the week against on the road. So if you have room on Monday, Tuesday, and then they also play Thursday, Saturday. So let's say all you need really is an opening on Tuesday, and they become a pretty good stream because you can get Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then you could always drop if you happen to be full on Saturday, like I actually am in the couple. So I don't know if I'm going to be holding Olafson past Thursday, but hey, he's on a hot run. And like I said, the line combination isn't amazing. Like he's not playing with Cousins. He's not obviously on the top line. He's been playing online with Middlestat and Tyson Jost. But again... That line had a lot of time on ice in the last game. 12 minutes today versus Anaheim. So maybe that's the coach. Uh, my friend John Reed has this theory that coaches against like weaker teams will play like the lower lines more. They, so anyway, so maybe we'll have to see what they do now against tougher teams. Uh, but still, uh, Victor Olofsson could be good. And I guess same for Casey Middlestadt. I guess like he didn't get any points today, but he did have points in two straight before this, uh, both assists. He doesn't shoot a lot. I definitely would take Olafson over Casey Middlestat, but those would be some interesting guys over on Buffalo. Uh, then if we look at Florida and the Islanders, I mean, on Florida, if you could somehow get Anton Lundell, I think you pounce on that right away. I would take him ahead of like Callie Yarncroft, for example, someone who could potentially be a hold or any of those Columbus guys. Lundell has been really doing well on this line with Barkov and Reinhardt, and he's still only 22% rostered, so he might be available to you. Had a goal and assist today versus Minnesota. That's points in four straight games for Lundell. I think that line is going to stick for a while. Maybe things will shake up again once Anthony Duclair is back, but like Lundell is pretty good, and like I said, like so you're going to get those four games from Florida even before Sunday and like Buffalo they go Monday Tuesday actually Buffalo and Florida are the only teams this week that play on both Monday and Tuesday so if you have an opening on Tuesday that's always nice to start the week with a streamer that gives you the first two days and then you can always reassess after that so that's Florida I don't really know if there's anyone else that's going to be available to you that you're going to be interested in like I mean we could talk about like an A2 Luster Reinen or whatever but really it's like it's pretty much Lundell or bust I think in terms of looking at potentially available streamers over on the Florida Panthers. And then I mentioned the Islanders also have a decent schedule. Uh, The thing is, the Islanders never score goals anymore. So I don't really have anyone that I feel very strongly about here, unfortunately. Like, Peugeot is... You know, roster in twenty five percent of leagues. He sometimes gets a point. Honestly, like I, I, I have no for you. Like, oh, okay. This is a guy who's really super cold. Ryan Pulak hasn't had a point in like I don't know a million years. Like, you look at his game log. It looks like at least like ten games or something. I don't even want to count that high. Uh, but Pulak has been playing on the top power play, or at least they tried him there for this uh, game today versus Carolina. It was Lee Barzal and Pajot, and then two defensemen, Pulak and Dobson. I don't know, it didn't work, like, or whatever, Pulak didn't get a point, but you could, you know, top power play defensemen generally are valuable, but that could change, and also the Islanders don't score, so I don't think they're a team that I'd be looking at. If you have room on the Tuesday and the Saturday, then you got to look at the Boston Bruins, who play four times, like I said, and... uh Pavel Zaka is doing really well lately. He's someone that, you know, we see he goes hot and cold for sure, but currently he's on a three-game point streak, and it's clearly because he's been playing on that line with David Pasternak, who is, I, I used that saying before, straw that stirs the drink, right? When, when they don't put Pasternak on the top line, they move him to that second line away from 
Bergeron and Marchand, that just like unlocks value for these guys that get to play with Pasternak. And so that's Krejci and that's Pavel Zaka. Krejci, if he's available, also really great. But yeah, Zaka only rostered in not too many leagues, 12% of leagues. So Zaka becomes a really good streamer if you can fit him in for those four games or maybe even only three of those games. I guess you have to decide. And then looking at these like other teams that have three light days, which maybe, you know, if you're full on Tuesday and Saturday, then those are the teams maybe you should be targeting, right? I've already talked about Calgary. I've already talked about Columbus. You're other teams are Carolina, Dallas, the Islanders, who I've discussed, and the Rangers. So if you're in a shallow league and Tavo Teravainen had been dropped, I think now would be a really good time to go get Tavo Teravainen from Carolina. And that's not only for a stream this week. You'll get those three games there Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So you could even try to wait till Wednesday. Uh, but maybe you shouldn't because Teravainen is starting to heat up and might be a hold for the rest of the year. We know what kind of star he can be from previous seasons. And now with Pacioretty out likely for the season, I think almost for sure, uh, which is very unfortunate, of course. Uh, Teravainen was back playing with Ajo. He had two assists in the win today over the Islanders. So Teravainen is definitely someone that's not even just a stream. He's just a straight-up ad, I think, at this point. And then, yeah, I don't know. Like, who do you stream on Carolina? Like, Seth Jarvis is 26% rostered. He's not available in any of my leagues. Um, I guess, uh, you know, he's he's not doing very much. But, you know, I so forget. I'm not even going to I don't need to throw out every name, right? Like, Jarvis is playing with Teravainen and Ajo. But at least if you're going to stream with Seth Jarvis, do it on Wednesday. Get, oh, take one of those uh, guys that play Monday, Tuesday from Buffalo. Grab Victor Olafson, get him Monday, Tuesday, and then sure, then switch to Seth Jarvis and get Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. There you go. There's a five game week for you right there if you play your cards right. Uh, and then, yeah, I mentioned Dallas. They never have anyone good to stream, so we can just skip them. And the Rangers, honestly, they also never have anyone really good to stream. Like, what do you want me to do here? Recommend our uh, good friend Barkley Goudreau? Like, I don't know. I guess, like, okay, Philip Heedle actually has been getting some points lately. He was playing on a line with Goudreau and Lafreniere. That's the thing, though. His line mates aren't that amazing. But Heedle has uh, had a two-game point streak that ended today versus Boston. He had a few games with some shots. N- nothing great. Okay, so honestly, I-, I wish I just stuck with what I was saying at the beginning and not get too excited about the Rangers. Okay, so I guess, yeah, those are all the main teams to look at in terms of great schedules. Just quickly looking at the teams with bad schedules, there's a lot of teams with only one light day game. So if you are full on Tuesday and Saturday then you definitely want to take a close look at whether it's worth holding that player on that light day because like there's there's a ton of them like I don't even need to list them all but you know like uh, you could look at them stuff like it's mostly teams playing like Tuesday Thursday Saturday or even a couple teams playing only twice this week like Edmonton goes Wednesday Saturday and Nashville plays Tuesday Thursday so like with Nashville, you're really only holding on to like Yozy, Forsberg, Duchesne, and I feel like everyone else you can drop on this. And probably you want to hold on to UC Saros if you have him. But anyone else, yeah, not too much reason to hold. So uh, that's the breakdown of the schedules for next week. And so, yeah, I already took a commercial break a little bit earlier. And we only need to do one of those. So I guess we can just dive right into our Sunday Savior now. And we're looking again on January 22nd. So if your matchup's already over and you don't care, yeah, end the podcast. I don't care. All right, do what you want to do. But I'm going to talk about these five games and maybe recommend some of that you may want to add today to help you to turn your matchup. So we've got these five games are Pittsburgh versus New Jersey. Uh, That's an early game, by the way. So if you're listening to this and you want a Pittsburgh or New Jersey guy, you got to jump on it pretty soon. It's 2 p.m. Eastern. And then later games are the Sharks versus the Bruins, the Kings versus the Blackhawks, uh, the Jets versus the Flyers, and then the Golden Knights versus the Coyotes. I guess like when I'm looking at a Sunday savior, the first thing I'm probably looking at is a goalie, right? Especially in the points, the cupful, that's probably like your highest upside play. Um, Aiden Hill 
is going to likely play for Vegas since Logan Thompson played today, and that's against the Coyotes. Uh, so I think that's a decent chance for a win right there. So not a bad stream there. If you could get Aiden Hill, he's available in a lot of leagues. Uh, the Jets versus Flyers game. Definitely wouldn't be surprised if it's a battle of the backups since they're on back-to-backs here. So Riddick and uh, Felix Sandstrom would probably play for Philly since Arison got sent down. Um, then I guess with the Kings versus Blackhawks, so crazy game for LA on Saturday. Phoenix Copley got pulled after three shots. He led two goals on three shots, and that was it. And Jonathan Quick played the rest of the game. Uh, the Kings lost. Uh, so I'm not sure what they're going to do uh, on Sunday. Copley's probably rostered in your league, at least for now. We'll see what happens. But Quick might be available. So if he's playing, you might want to get him for a revenge game versus Chicago. You could also go... When I say revenge game, by the way, I mean like LA just needs to win. Not that LA has any issues with Chicago that I know of. Uh, then Chicago uh, likely will play Petr Morazic, right? Because Jackson Stover played on Saturday and got a win. Congrats to him. His first ever win and uh yeah so Mrazic stinks though so i definitely wouldn't recommend grabbing Petter Mrazic and i think the kings are going to come out really strong for this game i think it's kind of like a must-win game for them because they've they're on a bit of a losing streak uh, so those would be some goalies that you can look at in terms of skaters all right let's do this i mean pittsburgh versus new jersey like pittsburgh we've talked about them before on previous episodes there's really no one to stream like now that Jeff Petrie is back, uh, Ty Smith is no longer of any value, right? Uh, my opponent a couple this week, Marcus, somehow had Marcus Pedersen, who gave him two assists in that game versus Ottawa. I don't expect that to happen too often, but maybe if you want to stream in a D, Marcus Pedersen is decent for those peripherals. And hey, he's even shown he could get a point every now and then. And then over on New Jersey, I mean, yeah, they're a team with uh, some decent streamers. Like all below 25% are guys like Palat, Dawson Mercer, Thomas Tatar, Eric Halla, all people who have done well. Even Damon Severson on defense. You could consider Ryan Graves actually have been doing pretty well lately. Just looking at the lines, like I'm going to uh, gamedaytweets.com, the New Jersey power plays uh, on Saturday's practice. That was Heesher, Brat, Tatar, Hughes, and Hamilton. So Tatar right there on the top power play makes him interesting, right? And then, you know, Tatar's also been generally in the top six in the last game versus Seattle. He was on a line with Jack Hughes and Sharon Govich. So if you're playing with Hughes and you're on the top power play, it's probably enough for me to say to grab Thomas Tatar if you can, you know, uh, fit him in. Well, not if you can fit him in. If, if, if he's available, he's only rostered in 30% of leagues. He is rostered in all of my leagues, though. So I don't have access to Thomas Tatar. So if you're like me and these rostered percentages are a lie, I guess you can also look at Andre Palat, right, who's fallen a lot in terms of percent rostered he's down down to 23 uh but in the last game he was playing on the line with he and brat so i definitely would want someone playing with either he or hughes i guess it also leaves sharon govich who was playing with tatar and hughes so i guess those are some names over from new jersey to look at tatar would be my number one pick then probably palat then sharon govich of the guys that might be available to you dawson mercer is probably the best player of all these guys but he's been playing in the bottom six so it makes him a lot less interesting okay so next up we have the sharks versus the bruins um i got Banov. I'm kind of like uh, losing interest in him. I used to think that it was like surprising that he was, you know, rostered in so few leagues because he was doing so well. But now he's kind of cold and yeah, only one point in his last four games. So maybe I need to get over Bear Banov here. He had a bit of a point streak before, but even when he was producing, it was mostly assists and not too many shots. Uh, and if it's not Bear Banov, then who do we want from San Jose? <laughs> like the guy playing with Hurdle and Meyer is someone named Michael Asimont. So that's really great exposure. But it doesn't seem like he does anything with it. Yeah, that one two assist game versus the Devils. 
uh, early in the week, but since then, not much. He had three shots today in the loss to Columbus, and he also was getting good power play time. What was this top power play? But Oh, I guess it just happened. Oh, there was only like one power play in the whole game, so I wouldn't read too much into it. Asimov did play a little bit with Couture, Hurdle, and Meyer, uh, but Barabanov did as well. So anyway, I don't know if I'm really going to be recommending any Sharks there. They're playing against the Bruins, who I've already discussed. If you could grab a Pavel Zaka right now, that definitely is good. Or David Krejci, of course. Or I guess I didn't even mention before that the guy on the top line has been Craig Smith playing with Bergeron and Marshawn. So that's obviously a really great spot uh, with Jake DeBrusque out. Craig Smith has assists in two straight games. So I, you know, for people who didn't just can't, you know, stop the podcast when I said that you don't need to listen to Sunday Savior, you get a bonus even for your stream next week. If you want to grab a four games played Boston guy, Craig Smith, not the worst option, but I would take Krejci and Zaka over him definitely easily. And also those lines can change at any time. Uh, Kings versus Blackhawks. Hard not to be interested in Quinton Byfield right now playing on the top line with Kopitar and Kempe. And he scored a goal today in the loss to Nashville and took four shots. He also had a good amount of power play time. Looks like Byfield was on a power play with Ayafalo, Arvidsson, and Deneau, which got a lot of time. And also at some point on a five forward power play I'm seeing, Kopitar, Arvidsson, Fiala, Kempe, and Byfield. So yeah, he's someone that for Sunday could be fun. And then if he does well, then, you know, depending on how deep your league is, maybe you're even considering holding Byfield because you can't argue with someone who's getting a like, power play time with Kopitar and also top line exposure to Kopitar. So he's someone very interesting. And then you have your typical other guys in LA. Like if you could stream in a Deneau, Ayafalo, Arvidsson, like, you know, flip a coin. Like sometimes they'll get a point, sometimes they won't. Like pretty reliable guys to not go cold for very long. Uh, then they are playing against Chicago. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, you know, you're typical, right? Max Domi's available in a lot of leagues. Athanasiu. Oh, Jonathan Taves, by the way, is on a hot streak. I'm going to mention that on the mega show. He, he's got uh, six points in his last five games. Lucy did. He, he was pointless today against St. Louis. So I guess Jonathan Taves is someone who could be interesting. Uh, so the next game here is the Jets versus the Flyers. Winnipeg shook up their lines recently, and now they've got Wheeler, Shifley, and Ehlers, as I guess I'd call it the top line, or I don't know. I guess this is, and then they have Dubois, Connor, and Cole Perfetti as the other line. So it's like six guys that are probably rostered in all leagues. Maybe not Cole Perfetti, who keeps playing with really great players, and he scored a goal today versus Ottawa. So that, it was a power play goal, by the way. So you know, I, I'm not super into Cole Perfetti. There's other people I've mentioned that are playing today that I'd probably be more into than him. But if you want to stream someone in from Winnipeg, I guess he would be the pick on the Flyers. Who do we want? I mean, that's the t- I like Morgan Frost, actually, lately. He's been doing really well. Uh, he's playing on a line with Tippett and James Van Riemsdyk. It's kind of been the same. I've been saying the same names. They haven't changed their lines for a while. Hayes is playing with Lawton and Allison, so Lawton was, was hot for a while. Uh, Konechny is obviously the star of the team, so you could get a Farabee or a Noah Cates. So it's really hard to make a pick. I'm just going to say Morgan Frost, just a guess. Okay, he had five shots and a goal versus Chicago. Nothing versus Detroit today, but he had goals in two straight games before that. So just a hunch, but yeah, lots of good flyers choices. I would take them over like Cole Perfetti, probably like Lawton, uh, you know, Frost and Farabee. I would take all of them over Cole Perfetti, just a hunch. And then, yeah, uh, Golden Knights versus the Coyotes. So Vegas is going back to having Michael Amadio in a decent role, I guess, because of Mark Stone's injury. So I guess, does that mean we recommend Michael Amadio for tomorrow? 
I mean, yeah, I think we do. He's playing with Jack Eichel. He's playing with uh, and Chandler Stevenson, who was you know super cold. But uh, you know, when you have exposure to Eichel, that's generally a very good thing. And Stevenson, by the way, I say he was cold because he had two assists today in this win over Washington. Uh, so Amadio is someone who you probably want to take a look at if you want to stream someone in for this Sunday game versus Vegas. Who Carol V. Melko will be playing? Who? you know sometimes he can be lights up but lately he hasn't been so it could be a game where vegas will score a decent number of goals and i guess yeah if you can't get one of the obvious guys like you know in the in my couple division actually william carlson is available so i'd probably take him over amadio playing on his like typical line with marcia so and riley smith but yeah amadio is pro- probably someone who's available in a lot of leagues and maybe a good stream at least for sunday and then you can figure it from there and then on arizona like they're struggling to score goals i i'm not too interested in anyone there uh so hopefully i've given you a good name there of you know my list for the Sunday Savior. I guess if I had to give you my top pick, I think I like one of those flyers if they're going to be playing against David Riddick and the Jets. Uh, I definitely like uh, Bruin if you can get a, a Zaka playing with Pasternak playing against the Sharks. That's a really good matchup. And then, yeah, I guess Michael Amadio versus the Coyotes is the other matchup. Like, oh, and Tatar, if you could get him uh, playing with Jack Hughes, that's always a good thing. So those would be my best picks. And I guess I'll let me also give you a quick summary of my top picks from next week in terms of the schedule. So like I was saying, I really like Calgary and I would go maybe with like a Backland or a Mangiapani to get those three early in the week games uh, against pretty good opponents. And again, uh, Columbus, Chicago, and Seattle. And then from Columbus, I'm liking Jack Roslovic in the roster spot he's in right now. And they also have a really good schedule next week. I also like Blankenberg on defense, uh, who is, by the way, patron Norm's cousin. Uh, so congratulations to Norm and the and Blankenberg's family for this exciting development that he's like a, not only in the NHL, but now someone that I'm getting excited about in fantasy. Uh, then yeah, Toronto like has a good schedule. I mentioned Yarncroc. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm giving you a summary, but it's only a half an hour podcast, right? So hopefully you, you took some notes as I was going. Uh, and obviously you could hit me up on Discord if you're a patron of Keeping Carlson. We have a matchup maximizer channel where I'd love to discuss any of these picks or these schedules if you agree or disagree with anything. Also love just general feedback about the show. We got a lot of good feedback. I've tried to incorporate it. Uh, you know, looking into the matchups of who people are playing. I, I flipped the order here. I'd be curious to know what people thought about that. Um, did I mention enough goalies? I mentioned Vladar as someone that might be a good goalie stream, but it, it's really hard to recommend goalie streams without like, you know, because we don't know who's going to play what games yet. But if Vladar plays Monday, then he could be someone that's really good. I wonder if at some point the Flames just give him a bit of a run since he's been better than Markstrom this year. Okay. Anyway, I'm blabbering. Let's end the show here. Thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned for the mega show with myself and Brian coming out very, very soon. Uh, it's currently now 1230 AM, I guess on Sunday morning and I'm going to prep the mega show and then record that in uh, yeah, well, less than 24 hours. That's for sure. Uh, good night, everyone. And good luck in your week 16 matchups.